You're listening to the Core Life Training. What is it? Core Life Training Podcast. Of course it is. With Jeff Olson. What's up, my friends? This is Jeff with the Core Life Training Podcast, where we help you know the Bible better so that you can know and love God more. Welcome to episode number 22. Hey, right on. I'm stoked to be back with you guys this week on the Core Life Training Podcast. I want to kick this episode off with an apology about my voice. Saturday, it's Tuesday where I live right now. This last Saturday, I taught for five hours on the gospel and how to bring the gospel to our real world. It's a course called Core Four, Proclaiming Him Boldly. I taught that up in Sumner, Washington at the Well Church Northwest. Pastor there is my best friend from high school, Dale Norris. Had a great time up there. Great group of people studying the word, learning about the gospel and how we can share the gospel with the people around us. But I taught for five hours straight on Saturday. Sunday morning, got up and taught at my church for another 45 minutes or so. But the real damage was done on Sunday night. I spent about two and a half hours yelling and screaming at the Seattle Seahawks game as they came back in dramatic fashion. Russell Wilson is the man. DK Metcalf is the man. The Seahawks rule. They came back in dramatic fashion to beat the Minnesota Vikings on the final drive of the game. So it's Tuesday today, and my voice is still pretty harsh from uh, from my weekend. So please forgive me on that, but the show's got to go on. I'm going to press forward and uh, try to take care of business here. So as you know, I have a book coming out called The King Will Come. It is a section-by-section guide on the story of the Old Testament. And in this episode of the Core Life Training Podcast, I want to give you four reasons why you need to know your Old Testament better. Four reasons why you need to know the Old Testament better. So if you're ready to dig into this thing, why don't you grab your Bible, grab a notebook, and your drink of choice, and let's get down to business. So I've been teaching a course on the Old Testament for several years now. It's a course called The Story of the Old Testament, and that's actually where this book, The King Will Come, comes from. Uh, The book is really the course in written format. Uh, And I've been teaching this course for so many years because most believers that I've ever run run into are absolutely clueless. I mean, pretty clueless about what the Old Testament is all about. Now, they know some of the Bible stories. They know about David and Goliath, and they know about Abraham or uh, they know about Israel coming out of Egypt or or whatever. I mean, they know some Bible stories. They know there's lots of laws in there. Um, they read the Psalms when they're happy. They read a happy Psalm and they maybe read a sad Psalm when they're sad. Uh, they really are, aren't sure what to do with the prophecies at all. And uh, anyway, so they kind of have some idea about the Old Testament in terms of what's in there, but they really have no idea how all that fits together. How do these stories fit together? Why does the author include them all? in the order he includes them in? What do the stories have to do with the poems? What do the poems have to do with all the prophecies? And really, what does any of that have to do with me as a believer in Jesus? Right? I've even had longtime believers, people who have studied the Bible for 30 years, been in church for 25 years. They've come up to me after the end of the story of the Old Testament course and asked me, why has nobody told us this before? Even they're learning things about the Old Testament. Really, every believer can and should know their Old Testament better. If you're newer at Bible reading, you don't need to be convinced of this. You start into Genesis, and within about 15 chapters, people have two wives, and it's like, what the heck is that all about? Uh, You get into Exodus, and there's a million laws, and this is really how your Bible starts out, 
and you're kind of left wondering by you, the time you get to Leviticus, what in the world is this Old Testament or this Bible all about? Um, you're ready. You you know you need to know the story of the Old Testament better. But even if you've read through it several times, it's not hard to admit I could know the story of the Old Testament better. I mean, I've been at this for 35 years now as a believer. I have three degrees in Bible and theology, and I've been teaching this stuff for years. And I'm reading through the Bible again with several people from my church, and I'm noticing stuff, and I'm learning stuff uh, that I haven't noticed before. So I think we can all admit that we could know the Old Testament better, but I want to give you four reasons that we should know the Old Testament better in this episode. Four reasons why you maybe want to read the Old Testament more and not just cruise around the New Testament and mixing in a psalm every now and then. Maybe why you might want to even take a course on the story of the Old Testament, or I don't know, maybe read a book that's coming out at Halloween time on the story of the Old Testament called The King Will Come. Let me give you four reasons why you should know your Old Testament better. Reason number one is because it's in the Bible. Now, I got the vibe early on as a new believer that the Old Testament sort of had this second-class status in the Bible. I mean, it was definitely in the Bible. Obviously, you can't deny that. Uh, Nobody told me that it wasn't Scripture. Of course, it's Scripture and everything. But the vibe I got was that the Old Testament is really about Israel. It's about laws. We can maybe learn some stuff from it. But the Old Testament isn't really for us, right? The New Testament is for us as believers. Now, that's the vibe I got. I actually got told that pretty explicitly in one of the first Old Testament theology classes I ever had at this little seminary in Tacoma, Washington. I was in this course, and we were looking over you know, uh, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. And the professor said, reading the Old Testament is like reading other people's mail, It doesn't belong to you. You might be able to learn some stuff, uh, but it's not really for you. And he gave the example of like reading the Constitution of France, right? We could read those laws. We could learn a lot of things about what it must be like to be a country. We might want to apply some of those ideas to our country, but that Constitution isn't for us. It doesn't apply to us. It's not authoritative over us. And he said, basically, the Old Testament is like that for us. We can learn some things, maybe apply some things, but it's not for us. And my question as I raised my hand as a new seminarian, uh, I asked, well, why the heck is it actually in my Bible then if it's not for us? And, And he gave me some condescending answer that made it sound like my question was stupid rather than his point of view being stupid. Well, I have the Apostle Paul on my side. Paul would say to that Old Testament professor, that's bull crap. That's stupid, the idea that the Old Testament isn't for believers. Uh, this comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Paul doesn't actually use the word bullcrap, by the way. I'll probably get in trouble for saying that. My wife's going to hear that. You can't say that on your podcast. And I'll be like, well, I just did say that on my podcast. So there we go. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Uh, Paul talks about the Old Testament like this. All scripture, he says, is inspired by God and profitable for teaching for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. All scripture. Now, what scripture do you think the Apostle Paul is talking about right there? Is he talking about the Gospel of Matthew? He's not directly. That doesn't even exist when he writes 2 Timothy. He's talking about the book of Romans? Nope, that's not what he means. The Apostle Paul, when he says all scripture is inspired by God, he means what we would call the Old Testament. And he says, 
All of it, every bit of it is inspired by the Lord. It's not second class. It's not sort of helpful, maybe if you want to get a few things out of it. He says, man, this is the living and an abiding word of God that's inspired by the Lord. And not only is it inspired, I mean, somebody might say, well, it's inspired for Israel and for their life and whatever. No, Paul says it's inspired for Christians, for our growth, and for our use in the church. So Paul says the Old Testament is most definitely for us. It's given by God to us, and it's meant for our good and for our spiritual growth, for the health and life of the church as well. Now, the real question isn't how does the Old Testament apply to us or why do we include the Old Testament in the life of the church? The real question is actually why did we ever need a New Testament? Like why did we start adding books to what Jesus and the apostles called the scriptures? That's a question that I deal with in my course called The Story of the New Testament. But the first reason you should know your Old Testament better is because it's in the Bible. Number two, the Old Testament is Jesus and the Apostles' Bible, right? When Jesus and the Apostles taught Scripture, when they were trying to help followers of Christ know and love God more, grow spiritually, be the church in a way that the church ought to be the church, the Scriptures they taught, we would call the Old Testament. They would just call them the Scriptures. We would call it the Old Testament. Let me give you a few examples. Uh, Starting in Luke chapter 4, verse 21. In the context here, Jesus is beginning his public ministry, and he came to Nazareth, and he came into the synagogue and began to teach. He opened up the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And he gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down, and the eyes of all the synagogue were fixed on him. And he began to say to them, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And as you read through the Gospels and you read about Jesus' teaching, and he quotes from scripture, he's always quoting from what we would call the Old Testament. In other words, Jesus is never preaching from the book of Romans, right? That doesn't exist yet. Jesus is always teaching out of the scriptures And we would call those scriptures today the Old Testament. But for Jesus, they're just the scriptures. They're God's inspired word. And if you skip over to Acts chapter 17, what we'll see is Paul on his missionary journeys. He goes from city to city, jumping into the synagogue and teaching them. And when they reject him and can't stand him, he goes out to teach the Gentiles. In Acts chapter 17, uh, Paul is in the city of Thessalonica. And 17.2 says, According to Paul's custom, he went to them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures. Now, again, what scripture is Paul using to reason with people in Thessalonica? He's not using the book of Romans. He's not using the book of James. He's not quoting the book of Hebrews. When Paul is reasoning with people from scripture, he's reasoning with them from what we would call the Old Testament. So Jesus' Bible is what we would call the Old Testament. Paul's Bible is what we would call the Old Testament. Uh, James' Bible is what we would call the Old Testament. It's James chapter 2, verse 8. He says, If, however, you are fulfilling the royal law according to the Scripture, and then what does he quote? He doesn't quote Romans or Galatians. He quotes Leviticus 19.18. If you're fulfilling the royal law according to Scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're doing well. When James is referring to Scripture, he means what we would call the Old Testament. And Peter means what we would call the Old Testament as well. This is 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. Peter says, Know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, 
but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. What prophecy of Scripture does he mean? He means what we would call the Old Testament. So Jesus' Bible, the Apostles' Bible, is what we would call the Old Testament. Jesus isn't preaching from Romans. Paul's not doing Bible studies in the Gospel of Matthew. They're teaching the Old Testament as a text for the faith of Christians, for the life of Christians, and for the life of the church. All right, reason number three why you should know your Old Testament better. Because the Old Testament teaches the story of Jesus and the gospel of salvation by grace through faith alone. Now, this is what my whole book, The King Will Come, is all about. It's what the whole course, the story of the Old Testament, is all about showing you that the Old Testament really is a story of Jesus, the King who will come on the last day. And it's a story about the gospel of salvation by grace through faith alone, not by works. So I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but it's super crucial uh, as a reason why you ought to know the Old Testament better. So Luke chapter 24, verse 27, Jesus meets a couple of disciples on the road to Emmaus after his death and resurrection. And they're talking about what's gone on. They don't understand what's happened and why things have happened. And uh, Jesus meets them along the way. And he said to them, foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Now, where did the prophets speak this? He expects them to know this stuff from what? From what we would call the Old Testament. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? He seems to imply that the story of the Old Testament is about a Christ who would suffer these things and enter glory. Then beginning with Moses and with all the prophets. So beginning with Moses means the first five books of the Bible. Then with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. So these guys get an Old Testament walkthrough from Jesus himself as Jesus shows them the story of what we would call the Old Testament is really a story about him. He says the same thing in Luke chapter 24, verses 44 and 45, when he meets the disciples back in Jerusalem. Again, this is after the resurrection and right before his ascension. He was having a meal with the disciples. He said to them, these are my words, which I spoke with you while I was still with you, that all the things which are written about me in the law of Moses, that's the first five books of the Bible, and the prophets and the Psalms. The Psalms is the first book in the third section of the Hebrew Bible called the writings. He says, all the things that are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. Jesus is showing the disciples that what we would call the Old Testament is actually a text that tells a story about himself. And in the book, The King Will Come, I trace the story of Jesus throughout the story of the Old Testament. I try to show you how Jesus could say something like this from the text of the Old Testament. So the Old Testament teaches a story about Jesus and the Old Testament teaches the story of the gospel of salvation by grace through faith alone, not by works. And I want you to look at Romans chapter 1, verses 1 to 2 to see this. Now, Romans 1, 1 and 2 is the greeting for the book of Romans. And typically, we skip over the greetings real quick. We want to get to the good stuff in the book. Yep, Paul, a bond servant of Christ. Greet everybody. High five everybody. Blah, 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 blah. But if you stop and read this greeting slowly and pay attention, this blew me away. This is where... I was blown away one day reading through the book of Romans. I've read this greeting a million times and saw it for the first time that Paul learned the gospel of salvation by grace alone through faith alone, which he teaches in Romans. Paul says he learned that gospel from what you and I would call the Old Testament. So here's Romans chapter one. Paul, a bondservant of Christ Jesus, called as an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. Now, what gospel does Paul mean he set apart for? 
He means the gospel of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, not by works. That's the gospel that he's going to teach in Romans, in Galatians, and throughout his writings. It's the one he's been proclaiming all the way through the book of Acts as he goes around city to city. Paul says, I've been set apart for that gospel. But in verse 2, he said, that gospel of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, was promised beforehand by God through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Where did Paul find out about that gospel? Paul says, I learned it, I read it, I found out about it in the Scriptures. The prophets gave it to us there in the Scriptures. That gospel, verse 3 says, is concerning God's Son, who was born a descendant of David according to the flesh, but was declared the Son of God with power by the resurrection from the dead. Paul says, I didn't make the gospel up. I didn't sit down with some buddies and come up with a better version of religion than the old one. God didn't just zap it into Paul's brain somewhere. Paul says, I read about the gospel of salvation by grace alone through faith alone. I read about it in what you 21st century believers would call the Old Testament. Now, in my book, The King Will Come, what I do is I spend a lot of time showing you how Paul learned the gospel in what we would call the Old Testament. I'll, we'll go back to the Old Testament. I'll show you how he learned it right there. It's it's actually like right there in the text. It's not too hard to see if you're imagining that what we would call the Old Testament is actually for us. If you imagine it's for Israel, if it's laws about them and for them, it's easy to miss what's so very clear in the text of Scripture. But the Old Testament actually is about Christ. It's actually about the gospel and it's actually for Christians like you and me. All right, let's wrap up this episode with reason number four why you should know your Old Testament better than you do. Why should you read your Old Testament? Why maybe take a course? Why read a book so that you could know the Old Testament better? Reason number four, you will not understand the New Testament correctly if you don't. Let me say this a different way. You will misunderstand the message of the New Testament if you don't understand the message of the Old Testament correctly. So let me just give you one simple example. Man, I could go on and on and on, but I want to keep this episode relatively short. I want to give you one example. I want you to imagine you're a new believer and you ask the question, where should I start reading the Bible? Uh, When I was a new believer, I was told I should start in the Gospel of John. I'm not sure why, but that's what I was told. And I want to start in the Gospel of John and I want to read it as if you and I have never read any of this before. We have no idea about the Old Testament no idea what's in that story. I'm a brand new believer. Somebody hands me a Bible and says, right on, Jeff. I'm glad you're a believer. Why don't you start in the gospel of John and you can start knowing and loving Christ. So let's skip ahead to John chapter one, verse 29. It says, you know, we're right in the middle of the beginning of the story here. It says, the next day he, that is John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming to him. And John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, if you've been a believer for a while, you may take for granted all of what that means, but I want you to imagine that you've never read the story of the Old Testament before. Uh, You might have a few questions, questions like this, who is God? Behold the Lamb of God, who is God? And what, what is God like? And what is God all about? Like you wouldn't have any idea about that. What is sin? Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Well, what in the world is a sin anyway? Like what qualifies as a sin? And what in the world does a lamb have to do with any of this, right? Like the lamb of God? Listen, if you haven't read the story of the Old Testament, then none of these concepts make any sense. There's a gal at our church who is brand new to Bible reading. She walked in and basically said, I don't know anything about this. I want to know. I need somebody to teach me. 
and she's been super willing to learn, but she has no idea about any of this stuff. Things that we take for granted, like who God is and what God is like. Like we think we know, she doesn't know. What's a sin? Why is a lamb involved? Who knows, man? She's clueless. And we would be completely clueless too, apart from understanding the Old Testament. You cannot understand your New Testament correctly if you don't understand the Old Testament. And that's not even really mentioning the whole theology of the incarnation of the Word of God at the beginning of the Gospel of John. Man, I didn't even bring that up, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What the heck is that all about? I mean, if you haven't read the story of the Old Testament, these concepts are totally foreign to you. Imagine picking up a series of books like the Lord of the Rings. It's a four-book set. It's the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Imagine picking that set up where the author has created a whole world, a set of characters, there's a plot, and there's conflict, and there are goals, there's a storyline. But imagine you pick that series up, and you start halfway through book three. Man, you're lost. You have no idea what's going on. And little by little, you may pick some of it up, but you really won't understand what that author had in mind if you start somewhere two-thirds of the way through the series. You've got to understand what's at the beginning in order to understand what comes at the end. The Old Testament teaches us the nature of God and the nature of man. The Old Testament teaches us the relationship between God and man and what is the problem between us? What is a sin and how did we sin? And what's the solution to the sin in the world and my personal sin? And the Old Testament teaches us God's purpose and plan for all of creation. And the New Testament assumes that you know all of that when you start reading. So you won't understand the New Testament correctly if you don't understand your Old Testament first. Four reasons why you should know your Old Testament better. Number one, it's in the Bible. It's inspired by the Lord. It's given for your good and for the health and life of the church. Number two, it was Jesus and the Apostles' Bible as well. It's the one they used. It's the one they taught believers out of to help followers of Christ know and love God better and be the church like they should. Number three, the Old Testament teaches the story of Jesus and the gospel of salvation by grace through faith alone. It's not just a book about laws for Israel. It's a book about Christ and the gospel for us. And number four, you won't understand that New Testament message correctly if you don't understand the Old Testament first. All right, dig it. I hope that stoked you up a little bit to get into the Old Testament, to read the story, maybe take a course, maybe read a book. I hope you're encouraged to know the Old Testament better so that you can know and love God more. And maybe you're convinced. Maybe you're like, hey, Olson, that sounds really good. I want to do that. Maybe I'm going to pick up my Old Testament, start reading it. But maybe you're a little bit worried because you've tried to read the Old Testament before and it gets a little bit confusing. Maybe you're looking for a little bit of help to walk you through the story of the Old Testament. In next week's podcast episode, I want to give you four books that have shaped my understanding of the Old Testament, that help me understand what's going on as I read the Old Testament. They're books that I use to this day, and I know they'll be super helpful for you as you pick up your Bible and start reading in the Old Testament. All right, listen, don't forget, before I let you go, don't forget, if you haven't done this already, you can download a sample of my new book, The King Will Come. You can download a sample section of that. Just get a vibe and a feel for what that's going to be like and see what's in the table of contents and things like that. You can grab a sample of that for free if you go to corelifetraining.org slash the king will come. And I'll leave a link to that in the show notes as well. Go download that sample. Check it out. I know it'll be helpful for you. I'm stoked for the book to come out this Halloween, and I would love it if you would check it out as well. All right, that's it for this episode. I will see you all next week. My name is Jeff Olson. 
I teach the Bible, and I will check you later. 